Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Let's give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Let's give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Let's give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Let's give the Lord the praise. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. This is another day. Our Lord has made. We thank him. We appreciate him for giving us the privilege to be able to see this another day. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. There will come a day when we will not see the day any longer. What we were fortunate and blessed enough to open our eyes and see today there will come a day when we won't see it. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, let us praise and worship our God for the day that he has blessed us to see. Uh, good to see each of you. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, worldwide headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We pray that you are blessed wherever this broadcast is finding you and that when you walk away from this broadcast today, your relationship with God will be even more complete. Children of God, we were going to take a look at something. The Lord was dealing with me in regards to just a little while ago, and uh, I'm looking forward to what he has to say concerning 
your adversary. Your adversary. Now, we need to understand that each of us as human beings, we have an adversary or an opponent. And I, I, I really believe that God is going to share some insightful things with each of us this morning. We're going to take a look at the book of Matthew, chapter 5, with a special focus on verse 25. Matthew, chapter 5, verse 25. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Settle matters quickly with your adversary. Who is taking you to court? Do it while you're still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Now, let's look at that again, children of God. The instruction is settle matters quickly with the adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge. The judge may hand you over to the officer. And you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out till you have paid the last penny. We're working today from a theme your adversary, your adversary. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day added to our lives. We thank you, Father, for another day you added to our ministries. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to worship you, to praise you, to give you glory for all that you have done to us, through us, and for us. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, that we will be workmen who don't need to be ashamed, Father, but who rightly divide your word of truth. Speak to us, Father, deep in our spirit man, deep in our hearts. In this day of many false prophets that have gone into to the world, in this day of many incorrect uh, revelations about the word, Father, we want to hear what you have to say, that we may grow in wisdom, stature, in favor with both God and man. Speak to us, Father. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our iniquities. Cleanse our slate, Heavenly Father, that we may be pleasing in your sight. Help us, Father, to endure the days that you have told us will surely come to pass. That when we stand before you, Heavenly Father, you will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you ruler over many. 
Father, this is our prayer. We count done and all other blessings in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. These and all other blessings we ask in his most precious name. Let God's people say, Amen. Amen and Amen. Children of God, as we look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 on down to the end of verse 26 or even until the end of the chapter we see Jesus dealing with false doctrine of his day. You say, Apostle, what do you mean by that? In every generation, those sent by God have had to deal with false doctrine of the adversary. It is no different today than it was 2,000 years ago when our Lord and our Savior walked the earth. You will find in Matthew chapter 5, on many occasions, Jesus said to the people, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Now, understand that these doctrinal falsities or this unsoundness of doctrine was not something that just sprung up or just happened. Jesus was letting the people of his generation know that there had been false doctrine that had been spread for a long time. False doctrine that had been spread throughout generations, throughout dispensations. Understand, my brother and my sister, that the adversary does not just want to tell us false doctrine or to give us false doctrine, but he wants it to be traditional, much like the Pharisees. They were... Uh, believing things that had been passed down through generations. They were believing things that had been passed down uh, through long periods of time that were wrong. And the danger in this, my brother and my sister, is that when things have been passed down or things have been done a certain way for long periods of time, most people are afraid to go against that. To be a Christian, you have to be courageous. 
You have to be willing to be a true Christian. You have to be willing to go against some things that men and women have put in place that have been in existence for a long time, but are wrong. And the only way you will know, you and I will know what is wrong, is that we must know what is right. I want to encourage you today. And see, this is why study of God's word is so important and and receiving revelation from God through the studying of his word. Here's what happens, children of God. If you don't study God's word, first of all, you are breaking the commandment to study to show yourself approved unto God. God commands us, study, to show yourself approved unto God. Number one, we're breaking the commandment when we don't study. Number two, we are not approved by God. If you and I refuse to study, we are are breaking his commandment. Number two, we are not approved by God. God, which means God is not placing his stamp of approval on you and me if we choose not to study. Number three. We will be ashamed. Now, God lets us know that if we study to show ourselves approved unto God, Workmen who need not be ashamed. We can come out from under shame. That means we don't have to be standing before God on judgment day with a wrong revelation, having had a wrong revelation, having had a wrong understanding in life, having followed men to our detriment. Study is very, very important. Study allows you and I to get a revelation from God and not just depend on revelations of men. Understand this. Revelation from men can be right or wrong, but revelation from God can only be right. I encourage you, my brother. And my sister, receive revelation from God. Can we receive revelation from man? Yes, if man is right. But revelation from God is always right. Jesus had most of his conflict with individuals who had received revelation from men that was wrong. What many of the Jews did was they accepted what was passed down by the elders. They had set aside the laws or the commands of God, and they began to go with or accept men and women's interpretation 
interpretation of God's word must be in line with God's word. One of the ways you can tell that you are dealing with false prophets and true ones, true prophets will give interpretations that are in line with God's word. False prophets will give interpretations that are not in line with God's word. Jesus was a true prophet. When he interpreted God's word, his interpretation of God's word was in line with God's word. Jesus told the people in Matthew 5 and 21, he said, you've heard it. To, it was said to people long ago. You shall not murder. Now, that was God's word. That was the command. That was the instruction. And he says, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Now, that was the command regarding murder. But watch Jesus's interpretation. But I tell you, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. What did Jesus do? He took the word of God, which was thou shalt not murder, and he gave a deeper understanding that was in line with the word of God. Rhema word is always meant to give us a deeper understanding of the Logos word of God. In other words, what's already written, the rhema word of God is meant to give us a deeper understanding. Jesus said, look, you've heard it said, do not murder. That, that's the command. But Jesus said, I tell you that if you are angry with your brother or sister, you will be subject to judgment. Again, Jesus said, anyone who says to his brother or sister, Raka, which means you empty head, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be danger and will be in danger of the fire of hell. Look at what Jesus does. He takes us even deeper into the word of God. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. Don't miss heaven because you refuse to go deeper into the word of God. Don't miss heaven because you refuse to go deeper deeper into the word of God. If someone, watch this now, if someone looked at the law, the Mosaic law, where it says thou shalt not commit murder and stop right there, but they went around angry with their brother or their sister they went around calling people empty heads, which is what raka means. They went around calling individuals fool. 
they don't even realize or they might not even realize that they can miss heaven because they didn't go deeper. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. This is this is why the early saints devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. We need to go deeper in the word of God. It, Jesus said, you, are you calling people a fool? You will be in danger of hellfire, even though you did not murder someone. Even though you didn't actually commit murder, Jesus said, doing this, calling people fool or empty head, you're answerable to the court, but calling people fool, you'll be in danger of hellfire. All because you didn't go deeper than just murdering. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, let us go deeper. Let us go deeper into the perfect law that gives freedom. God's word is the perfect law that gives freedom. But we got to go deep. We got to go deep. Look at verse 23. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, in other words, maybe you want to pay some tithes or you want to give an offering to the church or you want to you want to give something to the work of God and you're making your offering but you remember that your brother or sister has something against you Jesus said look leave your gift there in front of the altar in other words, don't don't even offer that gift yet. Not saying don't offer the gift. Jesus said just not yet. Jesus, in essence, is saying to us, thank you, Holy Spirit. First things first. Jesus said, look, being reconciled to your brother or your sister needs to come before you offering a gift to God. Get things straight with your brother or sister. Then come and offer your gift to God. Praise the living God. Your adversary. Understand, my brother and my sister, each one of us has an adversary. Listen, our enemies, it's not their responsibility to come to us to get things straight. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. It's our responsibility as children of God to go to them to get things straight. Now, I know a lot of you saying, ah, apostle, it's our responsibility to go to those that have a problem with us and get things straight. I encourage you, my brother or my sister, let us go deeper into the word of God. Don't miss heaven because you refuse to go deeper. Praise the living God. Settle 
matters with your adversary. Look at what the Bible says. Bible tells us we're the ones who have been offended. We're the ones who have been mistreated. We're the ones who have been hurt. We're the ones who have been talked about. And here the Lord is telling us to get things straight with the adversary. One of the things God is doing to us through this instruction is he's removing the pride. See, it is pride inside of you, pride inside of me that wants us to feel like our adversary needs to come to us. They need to come to us and get things straight. But God said, Jesus says, uh-uh. you settle matters quickly with your adversary. Now, who is taking you to court? Uh, the Lord was dealing with me earlier today in regards to our adversaries. Now, as children of God, we have many adversaries. We have our enemies, people that don't like us, people who are against us. We have demons fallen angels who are working against us in heavenly realms. We have Satan who is the chief fallen angel who is working against us in heavenly realms. And what the Lord began dealing with me on Earlier today, as I was looking at these scriptures, I was seeing that they deal with and are specifically talking about our natural enemies. In other words, uh, people settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. All right. The instruction is for us to settle matters quickly with our adversaries who are taking us to court or who are trying to go and press the matter uh, as far as legal issues. And what what we see in these scriptures, children's God, listen to what Jesus said. He said, do it. While you are still on the way. Now, what Jesus is 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 pointing out to us is to deal with our adversaries as quick as possible. He says, do it quickly or do it while you're still on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and a judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. 
In other words, God is instructing you and I to deal with our adversary quickly. This was an instruction given primarily for our natural adversaries, people that have a problem with us. But then the Lord began dealing with me and sharing with me how that we also need to deal quickly with spiritual adversaries. Hear this, children of God, and I pray that it is a great blessing in your life. While we are still on the way with our natural adversaries, people that maybe want to sue us or people that don't like us or people that hate us, Jesus is saying, get it straight, get it straightened out, get it straight, because the longer you allow them to deal with this matter, the worse it's going to be for you. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? The longer you let your enemies be your enemies, my brothers and my sisters, the worse it's going to be for you. Not for us to pray that our enemies die by some fire or pray that some harm or hurt comes to our enemy. That is not the instruction of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our instruction by him. See, people that do that, they either don't want to follow God's instructions or they don't know what God's instructions are. Nowhere does Jesus tell us to pray that our enemies die by any kind of fire, 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 or Pray that bad things happen to our enemies. Jesus doesn't tell us that. And for those who pray those kinds of prayers, they don't even realize they are putting themselves, saith the Lord, under a curse. Jesus said, settle matters with your adversary or your opponent. Settle matters. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today is that we will settle matters with our adversary, settle matters with your enemy. Not praying that the Lord will kill your enemy, not praying that the Lord will kill your adversary. That's not, Jesus said, that's not what I said. Jesus said, where do you get that from? Where, where did I ever tell you in my word to pray for your enemies to die? Or pray for harm or hurt to come to your enemies? Settle matters. And settle matters quickly. My brothers and my sister, you got you you ready to pay your tithes this week? Are you ready to give an offering to a church? But you remember a brother or a sister or a person has something to get you against you before you pay that money. Before you give that offering, go get matters settled with your adversary. Saints, you all have gotten quiet on me 
here today. We bless God. Look at the word. Look at the word. My my listen to me, children of God. My job is simple concerning my generation. Give them sound doctrine. I'm hearing the Lord in my spirit very clearly. Give them sound doctrine, Robert. Whether they listen or fail to listen. God said, Robert, you don't want to get in trouble with me, do you? And in my spirit, I'm like, no, Lord. God says, then give them sound doctrine. In spite of all of the false doctrine that men and women have given them, in spite of all of the lies that have been told from pulpits, Around the world, God said, Robert Bryant, you give them sound doctrine. Do you understand me? And my spirit saints, I'm going, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, children of God, I don't know what you've been heard, what you've heard. And, you know, I know some of what you've heard because I've been in some places where I have heard nonsense being told to God's people. But I'm telling you today what God is saying. Settle matters quickly. You're looking at it in your Bibles. Settle matters quickly with your adversary. The longer you and I allow them to remain our adversary, allow the longer you and I allow them to remain our opponents, the worse it will be for you and I. Look at it. Look at what the Bible says. Settlement. Jesus said, settle matters with your adversary who is taking you to court. Settle matters quickly. Quickly. Jesus said quickly. Well, why? Because he might hand you over to the judge. Judge might hand you over to the officer. Officer might throw you into prison. And then you don't get out till you have paid the last penny. Jesus said it gets worse and worse as long as they are your adversaries. Settle matters. The Bible says this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bible says when a man's ways please God. When a man's ways please God, when you and I please God, he will make even his enemies be at peace with him. When a man's way, when you and I please God, God will make even our enemies be at peace with us. Now, if your enemies are troubling you and, and giving you a whole lot of problems, then the question is, are you, ple are you pleasing God? I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, let us work diligently, sincerely at pleasing God. There, listen, there are benefits 
that you and I can't even imagine to pleasing God. When we make God happy, God will be doing things in the supernatural realm. God will be touching the same way God is able to touch hearts on our behalf to do nice things or to do good things for us. God can touch the hearts of our enemies to leave us alone when we please God. So children of God, now, you know, we don't have to pray against our enemies and hope that something bad happened to them. Or uh, uh. All we have to do is please God. Work sincerely and diligently at pleasing God. There will be things that our enemies wanted to do to us that God will stop them from even wanting to do them. There'll be things that our enemies were planning to do to us that God won't even let them follow through with in their plans. So, I, again, I can't encourage and I can't stress to you enough, child of God, please God. Do all you can to please God. I, I remember once. And these were family. These were some family members that when years ago, when God began separating me from a number of family members, began separating, separating me. Uh, I had some family members that did not appreciate it. Um, and one of them confessed to me that uh, he had brought his gun and in anger of the separation brought his gun and waited for me down the road from the church with his gun with plans to do harm to me. I said, what? He said, yeah, man, I, I got to confess. I said, because of separation? Yeah, he said. So children of God, listen. Listen to me. The Bible says that God protects us from dangers seen and unseen. Now, each one of us knows of some situations in our life that were pretty dangerous, that God protected us from. Maybe a car wreck we could have been in, or maybe, you know, uh, a tragedy that we could have been a part of. I remember once, and, and Lord is bringing me my spirit now, we were in Nigeria years ago. Uh, in the northern part of Nigeria. And we went to visit one of the members of my team suggested we go and visit a doctor who was going through some challenges uh, 
at that stage and at that point in his life. And, and this man of God suggested we go by and visit him. And we went. We had lunch. We visited with the man of God. We encouraged him uh, in the Lord. The next day, it was all over the news that that area that we had just left had been bombed, severely bombed. And the number of people had been killed. And, and we were like, what? That very next day. Now, the Bible says that our God protects us from dangers seen, that that we know about. And God says, I'm protecting you, my child, from dangers unseen. God says, but I'm protecting you from dangers that you all didn't even know anything about. So, children of God, let us please God. Let us work. We know that we are not saved by works, but we are saved by grace. But we have to work now that we have entered into this grace. God is calling for you. God is calling for me to work. We have received grace to save us. Now we are to work. Work at pleasing God. Work at doing the things that are pleasing in his sight. Work at hearing him in this wicked and adulterous generation. Work at supporting his, his ministry and his work. Work, my brother and my sister, as apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, our responsibility is not just for making people jump and shout and, and fall out and do. Our responsibility in the fivefold ministry is to prepare God's people for works of service. Listen to me, my, my brother or my sister. If Listen, I see many of you in here with me today, and I praise God. I see many different countries, many different nations. Many great men and women of God from different places. But listen to me. If this broadcast is not helping prepare you for works of service in the kingdom of God, then for God's sake, don't return again. Don't come back again. If this ministry that God has placed within me is not helping to prepare you, much like a, a commanding officer, helps prepare new recruits in the military for war. If you are not being prepared for spiritual warfare, I encourage you, don't come back again. Don't listen to another one of these broadcasts. Teaching the word is not for you. My job, our job as bishops and apostles and elders and pastors and teachers is to prepare God's people for works. God has called you and I to work in his vineyard, in his kingdom. And in this kingdom, the individuals that have more knowledge 
can do a better job. That same thing on your natural job. Some of you are listening right now from your natural job. You are on your natural job and you are listening. You you got your iPhone or you got your and you're listening. Well, listen to me. The people on your natural job that have more information are able to do a better job. Now, whether they do it or not, that's that's up to them. But more information should lead to better performance in the natural and in the spiritual. So you and I want more information. Lord, we, we want more information. See, We want to understand more, Heavenly Father. We want more wisdom. We want more knowledge so we can do a better job in your kingdom. We want to hear God say to us, listen to me, my brother, my sister, listen to me. You and I are going to stand before God with our eternity to be determined. I don't know. I don't know. Some of you. I believe you take that very seriously. Some of you don't think much of it. But listen to me. Every soul that hears my voice, I have no idea all of the people that are hearing my voice, but we are going to stand before our creator. We are going to stand before the creator of all things and give an account of what we have done while we were in these mortal bodies and our eternity is going to be determined. Heaven or hell. An eternity of bliss and peace or an eternity of misery and suffering. Children of God, I want to encourage you. Stick with God. Stick with God. Walk with God. Hear from God. Do everything you can, my brother and my sister, to have God say on judgment, well done, good and faithful servant. That, that's all I want to hear from God. That's all I want to hear from God. I hear that. I'm good. I'm I, On judgment, when I stand before my creator, as each one of us will, and he looks at me with eyes of blazing fire and looks right through me, looks right through my my sins, my righteousness, my flaws, my failures, my mistakes, my attempts. And he looks at and judges everything. All I want to see his mouth do is form a W. All I want to hear, once I hear to to sound of well done, I'm I'm all right, my brother and my sister. 
I don't want to see him forming his mouth up to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. I have never known you. Into the place prepared for the devil and his angels. My my brothers and my sisters, that's going to be a terrible, terrible day for some. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful day for others. My prayer for you, as my prayer is for me, that it will be a beautiful, beautiful day for us. As my prayer is that we will hear our creator say, well done. Well done. Whether men liked you or whether men hated you, I want to hear God say, well done. Whether you had many in your following or whether you had few in your following, I want to hear God say, well done. Whether a lot of money was given in the offering or just a few dollars was just given in the offering or no money, I want to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up and I will make you ruler over many. So we thank God today for everything that he has shared with us. What I pray sticks with you all today. is that your adversary settle matters quickly with him. Now, whether this is natural or spiritual, uh, hear this. And this is what the Lord was dealing with me on that prompted this message. We know these scriptures are speaking of natural adversaries. But God began to deal with me that salvation settles matters with your spiritual adversary, the devil. I was like, Lord, what What now? God says, Robert, I've instructed you to settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Your natural adversary. I'm like, yeah, Lord, I, I see that right here in Scripture. But God says what salvation does for you is it settles matters with your spiritual adversary who is attempting to cause damnation of your soul. I was like, Lord, this is this is getting deep now. Understand this, children of God. When we accept Jesus Christ, thank you, Father, as our personal Lord and Savior. Now, I don't know where you are and I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to accept Christ right now if you haven't. 
those of you that have, this is not for you. But for those of you that have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son, that he lived, bled, and died as a substitute for my sins, and that on the third day you rose him, raised him from the dead. Save me, Heavenly Father. Forgive me of all of my sins, all of my iniquities. Bring me into your holy family in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. I want him as my Lord and as my Savior. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. When you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you settle matters quickly with the adversary of your soul. Not just who is, not the one who is taking you to court, but the one who is trying to get you eternally lost. You settle that matter. You settle that matter. That, that, that matter of whether or not you are going to heaven or hell or whether or not you, going, you are God's son or the devil's son. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you settle that matter with your adversary, the adversary of your soul. Because at that instant, at that moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you immediately become a son or a daughter of God. Lord said, Robert, instruct my people not only to settle matters with their natural or their physical adversaries who are taking them to court, but to settle matters quickly with their spiritual adversary. When you accept Jesus, when you confess him as Lord and Savior, when you confess that you believe that he died as a substitute for your sins, that God raised him from the dead, you settle matters quickly. For us as children of God, the matter of where we will spend eternity, whether with our Heavenly Father or with our adversary, is settled. I encourage you, my brother and my sister, matters have been settled. Your faith in Jesus Christ, my faith in Jesus Christ, 
has settled matters quickly with our adversary. Not the one who is taking us to court. Now, we still got some adversaries we got to go and get some things straight with. But the one who was taking us to hell, our adversary, who was taking us to hell, that matter has been settled. And my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice that has not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I encourage you today, settle that matter. Settle that matter. Those of you under the sound of my voice, who are on the fence, don't know whether salvation is the way, don't know whether living for the world is the way, I encourage you now, settle that matter. Accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That on the final day, God will be able to usher you into his kingdom that has been prepared since before the foundations of the earth. That you and I may spend eternity with him in a place of beauty in a place of splendor in a place of peace where the wicked cease from troubling us where there'll be no more crying or pain where the old order of things will be passed away and behold all things will be made new. I encourage you. I encourage you every soul under the sound of my voice. There are only two types of people that are listening to me now. I don't know what broadcast you may be hearing me through or how you may be hearing my voice, but you are either one of two types of people. You are either saved, have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior or you are unsaved have not accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you are saved under the sound of my voice I encourage you continue to grow in grace. 
and in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you are not saved under the sound of my voice, I encourage you to get saved as quickly as you can. As it is the most important decision you will ever make. As for those who have accepted salvation, it was the most important decision we have ever made. Always remember you and I. We are eternal beings, my brother and my sister. We will never cease to exist. The question is where? God wants you and I to exist with him. In his presence, he knows how beautiful heaven, the new earth, is. God is the one who created it. He knows, he longs for us to spend it with him. But God says, Robert, I also know how terrible hell is. Is. Well, God says, I made that too. And no one who is in hell now or Hades, no one, God is speaking this in my spirit clearly, no one who is in Hades or hell now thinks they made the right decision in life. Every soul that is in hell now wishes they could come back to this life and get saved. But it's too late. For those of you under the sound of my voice, it is not too late. Bible tells you and I to seek the Lord while he may be found. I encourage you, my brother and my sister, let us seek the Lord. That is the that is the real reason why we are here. Some of you have wondered. I know the Lord is revealing it to me. Some of you have wondered why are we here? Why are we in this life? Why 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 we are here? That we may do the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God. We are here to live for our creator. That's why we are here. That when we stand before him, he will be pleased with our lives and will take us up. To spend eternity with him. That's why we're here. Anything else God is just allowing us to do. That's why we're here. 
That is why we are here. God created humanity to please him. We're here to please God. Now, when Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, an aspect of humanity entered that God never wanted to enter, which was the ability to displease him. So now, in us, there is good and there is evil. Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Inside of me, there is good and there is evil. Inside of you, there is good. There is evil. Inside of humanity is good and evil. God wants us to strive to do good. Realizing and understanding that evil is still there for a time, but strive wholeheartedly to do good, to do good, to do what's right, to do what's pleasing in the eyesight of God. Good pleases God in us. Evil pleases the adversary. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. Let us choose to do as much good as we possibly can do, that God may be pleased with us. Well, that's the message. Children of God, we appreciate each of you. We pray that you have heard something. Something has been revealed to you that has blessed your soul. That something has been said that has increased you and caused you to come into a revelation, an understanding that you did not have before. The church is built on revelation. Jesus said, upon this rock. Well, what was the rock? The rock was the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. If we have little revelation as to who Jesus is, then it will be a little church. But if we have big revelation of who Jesus is, that's really a big church. See, we think in numbers. We think if they got a thousand and you only got 150, they're a bigger church. Uh-uh. If you have more revelation than they do, you are a bigger church. The things man looks at, God rejects. The thing man, you know, uh, esteems, God rejects. God will often do things just the opposite of men. That's why God came. He chose to come to this world as a little bitty baby. Men were expecting 
the Messiah to come, big, muscular, big, strong, and Jesus come as a little bitty baby, born in a manger. God will purposely do that. We think, you know, big, big, great, big ministry, great, big church, great, bigger, that, that, and God will come to a little old bitty something. That's how God do. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, you know, in order to have known thousands of years ago that Jesus, when he was in baby form, was the Messiah, people had to have a revelation from God. Because that was not how most people were expecting the Messiah to come. But for those who had revelation, they knew that Jesus was the one. People didn't expect the Messiah to be hung on a cross. But for those that had a revelation, they knew that was it. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice, is that God will grant you revelation that you may know the truth and that the truth may set you free. Jesus told the Jews who had believed in him, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciple. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free free. Well, that's the message. God bless you, children of God. Uh, send us an email. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Those who want to contribute to the ministry, you may look on our church website. May God bless you and heaven smile on you. This is Apostle Brian signing out.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.